The Ready, Set, Grow podcast is sponsored by Ag Expert, software designed for Canadian agriculture. Visit them today at agexpert.ca. Welcome to the Ready, Set, Grow podcast, where we like to showcase startup and early stage companies, as well as visit with innovators in the agriculture and food industry. Today, we're here with Diana Laternas and guest Miles Hamilton, president of Canmar Foods. Miles, thanks for joining us today. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Canmar Foods? Yeah, thank you, Michael. Um, yeah, we, um, I worked my entire career in consumer packaged goods. I spent um, about six years at Procter & Gamble, and then I worked uh, for about 15 years mostly as a VP of Western Canada at Frito-Lay. Um, I then uh, spent uh, uh, about four years at uh, Spit Sunflower Seeds, where I was a managing partner, <clears throat> and uh, we actually sold that company to Frito-Lay. And then uh, about three years ago, I got involved with um, uh, this flax company in Regina. And um, we went over, um, I went over with a family from Edmonton, the Hokinson Capital, and uh, to take a look at this company that was for sale. The founders were selling the business after about 15 years, and they, most of the shareholders were in their early 70s, so they were looking to exit. And so we, uh, we went over and took a look at this company in Regina, and we, we saw a lot of potential. And so we subsequently bought the company um, a three, just over, just three years ago, December, 2017. Wow, that's, that's so interesting. And so uh, what is uh, your vision for the company? So what kinds of things are you, are you, are, do you have as products? So we, uh, we, we first, when we first looked at the overall business, we knew we needed to change some of the foundational, uh, we wanted to make some foundational changes in the business before we move forward. And so the company was called Canmar Grains Products, but we were in the flax business. And of course, flax is gluten-free. And so we changed our name. For, uh, we rebranded to Canmar Foods Limited. We redid our packaging. We redid our logo. We actually lowered our retail price. Um, and we basically relaunched across Canada. Um, we produce a roasted flax, which we have a patent around. So our flax is unique. It's roasted. Um, we integrated with a far, our own farming operation so that we uh, controlled the agronomics. Um, so we, if you went back to the all the way to, and we rebranded the farm to Canmar Farms and Canmar Organic Farms. So we went all the way back there, rebranded the farm. We went through a full rebranding, redid our website, and then what we what we did was we repositioned flax. Flax has been around. Uh, you can read about flax actually uh, in in the Bible, so it's been around for thousands of years. And we kind of joked internally that it was kind of the unsexy superfood. Um, people were looking at hemp. There was a lot of interest in some of these chia seeds, hemp seeds. And we really felt there was something uh, that we could do with the hemp with the flax category. So one of the things that we focused on was as we redid our branding, we started working on our messaging to consumers. Instead of being a baking item, which people will, are continuing to bake with flax, which is great, but you know we assume that people are maybe making flax cookies or flax muffins maybe a couple times. Um, uh, two, three, four times a year, um, and we started focusing on the breakfast occasion. How do we get flax consumption into the daily diet and part of the breakfast meal, which is the most consistent meal 
and a meal where we felt we fit. So that's really what we focused around was uh, uh, educating consumers on why flax should be part of um, part of their breakfast and the nutritional benefits uh, to do that. And so we really said, and this is sort of a long way to the answer, we said we need to educate consumers on why they should eat flax and how they should eat it. And the why is the, the omega-3s, plant-based omega-3s, plant-based protein, and plant-based fiber. The how, what we focused on, was breakfast occasion. Hot and cold cereal, add it to your smoothie, um, eat it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I know, Miles, when, when I met with you uh, for lunch there, we, we were talking about um, the milled flax and eating it with yogurt. And you said to do a 30-day challenge with that. And it's I've been on day seven now, and I think it's great. Um, so do you want to explain a little bit about, about that? And Yeah, we added that. We just added that challenge onto our um, – uh, we just added that challenge. We put it right on the back of the bag. Take the 30-day challenge, come onto our website, and we just said, just try eating flax for 30 days and notice the difference yourself. And so that's, it was that simple. Um, and so uh, that's what we did. And, you know, as you said, you know, we also, from a sampling standpoint, we've done, most of our sampling has been done at Costco. So that's obviously a store that has the highest, you know, huge traffic. And we can sample very efficiently. The way we sample uh, flax is our milled flax. So it's, uh, you know, ready to eat. And we, uh, we sample it with yogurt. And again, that's us. That's how we're educating consumers to add it in to the breakfast. Um, and in that example, specifically consuming with yogurt, that's the easiest and uh, easiest way of sampling the consumer, you know, right in the store. Mm-hmm. No, it's very tasty. And the milled flax is kind of almost tastes like panko a little bit, like it's got that kind of roasted flavor and it really gives it a good flavor. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we, that's one of the things that we do is, is we've been able to build our distribution and you can say, well, it's roasted and hey, we've got the sophisticated cleaning, you know, system. When we, when we, oh, the way we've been able to increase our distribution is when we sit down in front of the customer and we open our roasted flax and it has a nice aroma. It tastes differently. It almost has a nutty flavor, although it's a nut-free or a nut-free plant. It, it gives it a nice aroma where just straight milled flax doesn't have much aroma at all. And whole seed flax doesn't either. So, so it kind of, uh, the roasting process sort of ignites the, um, um, the, the oil in, in the flax seed. And, and as they say, it gives it, it gives it a really nice aroma and a nice taste. And consumers do notice that. Uh, we have consumers that will tell us they're looking for our flax because it is different. Mm-hmm. I would say so too. Um, I see that you've, uh, exported to 20 different countries. Um, How did you come up with your export strategy? So it's very interesting. If you go back to um, how this, the company was started, uh, Duncan Warner and his father, Cecil Warner, they had done, they were exporting to Japan, actually uh, hay and pellets of hay, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And one of the things that they realized was that the only way to sell flax into Japan was to roast it for, for consumer consumption. 
Um, so they started roasting flax and exporting it to Japan. So what's unique about, unique about our company, um, and the name Canmore came from Canadian, you know, Canadian marketing, the company started as an export company. And then, and then there were some problems with GMO and Trifid back in about 2008, and the Japanese market died, stopped overnight. Um, and there was a problem in, in Europe as well. So then they started to work on how do we become more of a domestic company? So um, that's when they developed a retail product. That's when they uh, got into Costco. And you know they came to Calgary and there was three stores in Calgary. And, and at that time, our, um, the employees actually went in and did the sampling at Costco and spent a whole week there you know, uh, sampling with consumers and selling consumers on why to add flax to their diet. Um, and, you know, to this day, we're, we're selling in Costco stores across Canada, Costco Japan, uh, Costco Spain, and we've been in and out of Costco Mexico. So that all started from, you know, hustling, you know, right on the streets. And that was the, uh, you know, the Canmar folks that, you know, figured out how to make that work. And then they started to get some retail distribution after they got the Costco distribution. Uh, and then we go, we go to the Middle East. I mean, that's trade shows. We go to, we go to a German trade show. We go to the uh, Japanese food X. We were in the Korean show. Uh, and so you go to these trade shows and there's buyers from around the world. And as a result, you know, we've been able to, we have customers in the Middle East that we, uh, we sell to. Um, we've now got customers in China this last year. In the last 15 months, we've, we went on to Amazon Canada, Amazon US, Amazon Germany, uh, Taobao, um, and which is really Alibaba in, in China. So you just keep chipping away and finding new points of distribution. Yeah, that's, that's very impressive uh, to be in that many countries and on Amazon and in Costco. So that just tells you how good your product is. Um, can you explain some of the challenges that you encountered along the way? Uh, was there any significant ones? You know, if somebody was an early stage company trying to do an export strategy, is there advice there in terms of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, I would say, you know, for us, we're going in, we're going into store. When we started, you know, when I, I guess when I got involved in business three years ago, um, you know, we had, we had, we figured around 300 points of distribution. And we call a point of distribution. If there's one item selling in one store, that's one point of distribution. If you've got two items in that store, that's two points of distribution. So we went from around, I think it was around 300 points of distribution. We're at about 3,000 points of distribution in Canada now. But I would tell you when we went into these buyers, you know, we've got a competitor. I'll say who it is. It's Bob's Red Mill. They're out of Oregon. They're selling maybe 30 different items in the store, including flax. We come in and we're only selling flax. So you have to give the buyer, first of all, you've got to get in front of the buyer. And it's tough to do when you've only got, you know, we're only, you're only selling flax. Once you get in front of the buyer, you get 20 or 30 minutes and you better use your time wisely. So, you know, build the story. Um, we had to, you know, get product open, get them to try it, show them the difference. And as we would pick up stores and start to grow the category, um, we would take that story, you know, to the next retailer and then the next retailer. So 
you know, we just recently uh, uh, put our flax in Savon food stores. Uh, we just recently went into Sobeys East and Sobe Atlantic, but that was using the success in Western Canada to move into Eastern Canada. And then we also got Loblaws. Um, we got into Loblaw stores about two years ago. So it's like a flywheel. You have to get turning. You have to get some results. And once you get those results, you know, you go to the next store and the next store and the next store. And so we've done, I think, a really good job building out our brand across Canada. We still have some retailers we're working on. We don't have all of them, but we're getting close. And But I would say we've struggled in the U.S. Um, we've struggled to break into the U.S. market. So we've been using Amazon to build our awareness in, in the U.S. Um, so that's really our entry point. Um, we do go into some retailers in the U.S., but we haven't really cracked the U.S. market in the way we wanted to. So that's still something we need to do. And then the other thing we've done is we've said, okay, what other innovation can we do? Uh, we launched, very challengingly, we were launching roasted hemp. Uh, we started that launch in March. Well, all of a sudden, in the, by the middle of March, no buyer was seeing anybody, and the buyers were the buyers were working from home, and their job was to get product on the shelves and keep the stores full. No new items. So we actually, you know, we actually paused our launch with our roasted hemp um, here in Canada, um, and we gave it. You know, we sort of said, "Hey, let's wait 60, 80 days." And so we went back and started launching. We ended up sending our product and doing Zoom presentations, sending product to the buyers' homes, and then you know doing the Zoom, you know, the thirty-minute Zoom presentation on why they should list, you know, our new roasted organic hemp. So you know, we had to adjust certainly during COVID, um, and and you know, as I say, we were going in with with a really good item, but we weren't you know, it's a lot easier for a buyer to buy 30 items than it is to buy two. So you better be really good at what you do. Your service better be really good. And, um, you know, if uh, you ship to Loblaws in Ontario and you're not on time, there's penalties. So you better be there on time and you better make sure you're not taking penalties because it gets really expensive. Oh. I've I seen uh, that you had a lot of uh, experience in product packaging. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the product packaging and, you know, maybe there's some advice there that you can provide when people start to design product uh, packaging? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we, we worked with a company out of, uh, out of Saskatoon and uh, they did a terrific job uh, doing our packaging. And so when, when, when I arrived at, at Canmar, we had, uh, we had two different retail brands. Flax for Nutrition was the product being sold in Costco, and we had a, a, a branding called Fee-Fi-Fo. And so that Fee-Fi-Fo branding and packaging had just been redone, um, and there were some really good parts to that packaging, but it, we, it was sort of a dull color, um, and, um, and then we didn't really like the brand name, the FIFO brand name, we just didn't really like. And we said, hey, our company's Canmar. Um, our company's Canmar, we should make our brand Canmar. So not once we did our rebranding and our new logo, then we, we just switched out the branding. And then what we did was they had a flat packaging. And so that flat packaging in sort of a dull yellow color made the product look like it was aging on the shelf. So what we did was we went to a sharp yellow 
And of course, I came from Frito-Lay, so I called it Lay's Yellow Bag Lay's. I wanted that sharp yellow, so I picked that up from Lay's. And then, um, and then our red bag, again, it was kind of a dull kind of red. And, and so, you know, I asked our packaging company, I said, let's go. How about, you know, a lipstick, a lipstick red? And he said, Miles, that's not very good. He said, you should have Ferrari red. I said, that's way better. So we just sharpened up those colors. And then we went to one brand name. So when you went to Costco, and now when you go to Costco, it's, it's Canmar. When you go to Safeway or any other retailer, it's the Canmar brand. So you know that that's the same company. And people didn't even know that the two brands we were selling were from the same company. So little company, you have to act bigger than you are. So you've got to consolidate your branding. And, um, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Miles, I know you've got a lot of experience on product placement in stores. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how you arrived at where to place your product? Yeah, so what's interesting is historically, again, um, you know, flax has been treated like a baking item. And, you know, as I say, we knew if we're going to build consumption, we need to move it over, you know, we wanted to move it over into the breakfast aisle and to be where granola and cereals are. So that was all part of our consumer messaging. Uh, when we started, we started our social media program just over a year ago. All of our marketing, all of our focus, all of the recipes are focused around breakfast. Now we do have some baking recipes if you come onto our website. But um, so that tied together, our social media messaging, where we are going in the store and the behavior we are trying to, to drive with the consumer to get them to, you know, add flax to their breakfast. So that's got to all tie in together. So that's what we've been doing. And we're seeing where, and that's been part of our growth is, you know, the re-merchandising of getting into the breakfast aisle, um, you know, where the breakfast items are. And we know, and we figured out through Amazon that, we actually thought we were originally competing with Hemp Hearts. You know, that was a competitor and Chia Seeds was a competitor. And as we looked at the Amazon data, we saw, hey, the people that are buying flax are buying hemp and are buying Chia. So to the retailers, let's merchandise these items together. And instead of, uh, you know, a 5 or $6 purchase, you might have a $15 purchase. Take your basket size up, merchandise these items together. And then we sort of figured out that why were consumers buying those three items together? High fiber in chia, high protein in hemp hearts, and um, omega-3s. Omega-3s is the primary reason for consuming flax and and fiber. So, yeah, that's how we we sort of pulled this all together um, from a merchandising standpoint. That's excellent. Um, I'm just... I'm intrigued by your story for sure. Um, Michael, do you have some other questions you want to ask? Yeah, Miles, uh, with your 30 years in consumer packaged goods, uh, do you have any, I guess, advice for uh, entrepreneurs who'd be interested in moving into the space? Yeah, it's, it's, I'd say a few things. One is, the first thing I'd say is, if you're going to launch a product, you need a consumer, you need a preference, a a 60-40 preference. So for example, um, you know, we used to do this, this is back to my Frito-Lay days. Doritos, we used to test Doritos versus Ariba. Uh, Month in, month out, we would do consumer testing. Are we winning from a quality standpoint, 60-40? 
If you're winning 60-40, you've got a great product. If you're pricing the same, the consumer is going to come to your brand every day. If you don't have a quality advantage versus your competition, if you don't have a consumer preference or a quality advantage, then you're in a price game already. And you're chasing, you're going to chase your margins down to zero or negative. So if you're moving the consumer packaged goods, and whether it's a lotion, you know, whether it's a soap product, whether it's a food product, the first question I ask is, do you have something that is would be consumer preferred when the consumer tries your product? If it's just something else, why is a retailer going to put it on the shelf? So you got to have a consumer preference and then you got to go get the distribution. Um, and then once you get the distribution, then, then of course, start to build out your marketing plan. Yeah. Thanks uh, so much for sharing that uh, info. Um, before we head out, is there anything else uh, you want our viewers to know about? Um, you know, we, uh, we kind of joke, um, we kind of joke that flax is kind of the unsexy superfood, but, um, you know, our company mission is enhancing nutrition for a healthier world. And, you know, as we've gone through this whole pandemic this year, it's been, you, you know, we've, um, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing consumers, uh, come to our category and, you know, they're eating at home more and staying at home and, and food consumption has shifted to home. And, you know, we've been delighted that we've been able to be a part of that. So um, we just appreciate the support. I, I, I need to throw this point out. Um, FCC financed our company and got our company off the ground. And uh, so if it wasn't for FCC, this company would have never started. So I, I need to throw that out uh, just as a compliment to FCC because, uh, you know, we're one of those good food stories here in Canada. Well, thank you for that. Uh, Miles, I think that your product is excellent and I would recommend anyone who's listening to this podcast to go to the store and check out your product because I think it's great and to have it with yogurt, that breakfast occasion, because it is more filling and it does have the omega-3 and uh, I think it's very healthy for you. So thank you for sharing your story with us today. I really appreciate it and I learned a lot. So thank you so much. Appreciate being able to share our story today. Um, and uh, how could our listeners connect with you and uh, your business online? So online, if you go to uh, Amazon.com and if you uh, go to Amazon.com and you uh, plug in flax or flaxseed, I think you'll see our products right at the top of the list. Alternatively, CanmarFoods.com. And we're re re located in, uh, in Regina. Um, our producing facility is, uh, is right in Regina. Um, so that's where you can find us and then most stores across Canada and certainly Costco stores.